I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 001. Welcome to the premiere episode of Wiggly's Book Club. Wiggly's Book Club is a regular series on GiantMediaBall.com. Each book featured will be read by Wiggly live from Sloppy Joe's Bar, located in scenic downtown Easton, Pennsylvania. So without further ado, we bring you part one in a 57-part series, the 1961 comedy classic, Jokes from the John. Wiggly? Jokes for the John. So this has a picture of a fella. He looks like he's in a, some type of turban and a diaper. I guess he's supposed to be a guru. He is. Uh, he has a. He has a collar and a bow tie. So I don't understand that. I guess he's a like a stand-up comedian or something from the uh, who knows what time because I didn't look at that part yet. Now he is. Uh, there's a toilet there. Ah, I get it. There's a toilet. The toilet seat has all these spikes on it. So I guess he's supposed to be some type of uh, of an Indian guru who's going to sit on a toilet of nails. And there's a long pipe. This is a very long book. I don't know. It measures uh, four by twelve, I think. So it's very narrow, long book with a with a hole in it that has a, one of these here uh, drain plug stopper thingies on it you know what i mean you put your dog tags on there too in case you die and then they stick that in your mouth so it's a long pipe going up to the tank now if you didn't know uh push the lever pull the chain out comes chocolate choo-choo train there used to be a, a tank on your hopper that was way way above the commode area and then that allowed for the water to yeah, moved by gravity a lot more to make sure your giant meat turds go down the go down the uh, hole there. So he's getting ready to pull a chain uh, on this thing. So I guess he did his deed, although uh, it doesn't say. Let's see here. Mr. and Mrs. Richard Check and Son, 3750 Eastern Avenue, Bethlehem, PA, 18017. It's a stamp on the inside cover here. To Joe, jokes for the John from Jim and Diane, 1963. So this was this was to my grandpap, uh, my sloppy Joe's grandpap, and it was from my great aunt Diane and my uncle Jim, and they gave this to him in 1963. And Diane was my granny's sister. It's on my mom's side. Copyright 1961 by. Canrum Incorporated, 311 West 43rd Street, New York, 36, New York. Hey, turn on the light. Let's see. All right. Here I come. Comfortable here. Get a little drink. I'll puff. On the pipe. It's a gas, man, for the perennially pooped. We offer we we offer you hormones in print. Yeah, that's what it says. 
Someone has pulled our chain again. So relax, loosen your tie, and get ready to yowl around the hopped-up Tomcat. Here for your idle reading enjoyment is a new volume of lusty, gusty, and busty humor. It's been responsible for more blushes than an open zipper at an old maid's picnic. Picnic that used to be attended by old maids. Obviously, evidently. This is the book that, this is in bold. This is the book that put the smoke into the club cars. This is the book that Lolita is afraid to bring home to father. This is the book that everyone out of their skulls are consulting their psychiatrists about. In short, Jokes for the John is a collection of mental cathartics which have been carefully edited and re-edited to bring you a ribald humor that is based on the provocative subject, sex, which herein is twitted lengthily and uproariously purely for the sake of adult entertainment. Admittedly, there are many four-letter functional words in its tome, words such as don't, can't, won't, stop, etc. But truthfully, they only add zest to the merriment. For the man who has everything, this is a marvelous going away present and should certainly keep him going for weeks. When not in use, hang it by its golden chain next to the rolled sheet music in your WC. I don't know what that means. Oh, water closet, right? Your friends will look at... <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad that I know water closet. I, maybe it's still hot in Europe. I don't know. But um, that's really sad that I know knew what that stood for. Your friends will look at you with admiration and ask, Are you a nun or something? There you go. Does your girl smoke? Not quite. So here we have uh, some type of uh, men's uh, social function. Uh, it's a bunch of balding older bums. <laughs> They're not bums. They have a, you know, walrus suit, uh, <laughs> penguin suits on and whatnot. This is this is a this is a drawing, uh, and it, yeah, they got their cocktails in their hand and they're talking to women that are way out of their leagues. The uh, butler opens the door up uh, to the outside, and there's a woman who's quite busty. She's uh, bleach blonde. She's got this cigarette uh, hanging out her mouth. She has a slit skirt up to there. The, the uh, what do you call it? Fishnet stockings, high heels, uh, some type of ankle jewelry, and her little sash. And she's got a, some type of beret on there and a big, long, fake eyelashes. And she is done up. And she's at the door there talking to the butler who looks like he's stupefied. And the caption reads... Who's not having a good time? The little boy and his grandpa, who was a bit deaf, were watching in the laughing hyena at the zoo. How am I doing on time? <laughs> I read the I read the foreword in seven minutes. The little boy and his grandpa, who was a bit deaf, were watching the laughing hyenas at the zoo. The attendant was telling the eager listeners that the hyenas ate 45 pounds of meat a week. 
Grandpa leaned over to his grandson and asked him what he had been what had been said. The boy repeated the fellow's remarks in his granddaddy's ear. A laughing hyena. Oh wait, that's it then. A laughing hyena, continued the attendant, is unusual because after digesting all the food, he usually evacuates only once a month. Again, the grandfather asked his grandson to repeat what had been said, which the boy did. The old man thought it over for a moment and then snorted. If that damn thing eats 45 pounds of meat a week and only has one bowel movement a month, what the hell is he laughing about? Now we see a picture of a wise cracking kid. He looks he looks like he's ready to crack wise. I don't know how old he is. Maybe 10, I guess. And uh, he's standing in the door- doorway. There's some, some steps in the background. There's this uh, fella who's in his uh, seersucker suit. It's uh, all striped, stripey, you see. He's got his hat in his hand, and he's got a worried look on his puss. And I believe he might be a redhead or a blonde. This is uh, line drawing. And next, he's sitting on a sofa. Next to him is uh, some type of wrapped present. And uh, here comes the uh, the boy uh, leaning against the wall quite smugly, saying to the fellow who's there for a courting, She won't be down. I hid her falsies. <clears throat> Get a little drink here. Another puff on a pipe. A little, a little more uh, moxie. Here we go. It's good. How am I doing on time? Nine ten. At an isolated part of the beach of Canes, a beautiful young French girl threw herself into the sea. A young man off in the distance witnessed it and dashed into the water to save her. Her. Unfortunately, he was too late. He brought the semi-nude body ashore and left it on the sand while he went to report the drowning. (laughs) There wasn't a comment there. He left it on the sand while he went to report the drowning. When he returned, he was horrified to discover a man making love to the corpse. Monsieur, he exclaimed, that woman is dead. Sacre bleu, exclaimed the man, jumping up. I thought she was an American. Obviously referring to the fact that American women just lay there and are cold in the lovemaking. Now we see uh, a picture of uh, some people. They're, they're obviously su- suffering from some type of sunstroke, even though they're coming out of the jungle. It's 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 a jungle with palm trees, and there's a what? What happened? Come back here. Yeah, it looks good. All right. Uh, there's there's it's a jungle, but then there's a mountains, and there's a sun, and now it's a it's a some place type of place where there's an ox or a, you know it's a milking cow, and she's quite happy. She's content eating a piece of grass, and uh, these two dudes that have obviously been lost for uh, quite a while they're stranded. They're in tattered clothing, and uh, their fa- their hair's disheveled, beards are grown in, and one man is crawling out of the bush. The other guy is uh, ecstatic, and he's 
uh, flailing his arms, running towards the cow, and he says, he exclaims, Look, a girl! Indeed. This is a chain letter. Dear friend, this chain was started in the hope of bringing happiness to all tired businessmen. Unlike most chains, it doesn't require money. Simply send a copy of... Sim <sighs> Simply send a copy of this to five male friends, then bundle up your wife and send her to that fellow whose name heads the list. When your name reaches the top of the list, you will receive 15,186 women, and some should be dandies. Have faith. Don't break the chain. One man broke it and got his wife back. Your friend, Homebreakers, Inc. Start here. If you don't know chain, chain letters, promise that if you put like a dollar, two dollars in a, in a letter, and you send it out to X amount of people, and your name's at the bottom of the list, then by the time your name gets to the top of the list, the, uh, the amount of people that the letter had gone out to had squared on each, uh, each time. And uh, so when you reach the top of the list, you get a bundle of loot. Where, well, here, you get a bundle of wives. Oh, think about that. A gorgeous girl walked into the psychiatrist's office. She no sooner closed the door when the doctor ripped off her clothes and attacked her. After 15 minutes, he got up and said, Well, that takes care of my problems. What's yours? Where's this book written? 1961. I was born in 66. Well, that explains a little. Got a little drink there. The old man walked into the drugstore and said, I'd like to get some of the stuff they gave the fellows in the army to make them forget about goyles. The druggist, upon hearing this, said, What would an old man like you want with stuff like that? The old gentleman replied, I want to stuff it up my nose and clear those ideas out of my head. I mean... Now there's a bunch of ladies, they're scantily clad. Uh, they're backstage somewhere. Uh, a bunch of, you know, these uh, mirror lights around them. They're putting on makeup. And uh, three ladies. One's a... Uh, burp, by the way. One's reading a letter. And I guess it reads here. Oh, my. Pardon me. Here's a slogan writer, and he says that he has something that will fit me to a T. And it's a letter T. So, uh, T-string? I... Sorry, listeners, this one escapes me. Now it's these same two fellas, almost, except now, now they're naked... And uh, they're stranded on a desert island. Now, this makes sense. There's a desert island. There's two palm trees. I wouldn't say this is more than 20 square foot of, of a property here that they're standing on, this sandy beach. 
And uh, now they're shirtless. Their pants are tattered. It looks like their belt is just ropes, barefoot. And they have really long beards and really disheveled hair. And the one man is uh, standing in front of the other man. The taller man has his hands over the front man's eyes. And both their noses are look red, as if they were drunk. Although drunk, probably from sunstroke, I guess, again. And the caption reads, uh, Marilyn Monroe? Gina Lola Brigida? Sophia Loren? It's obviously the front man trying to guess the identity of the taller man who's covering his eyes from behind. <clears throat> Am I doing on time? It was at the office Christmas party as they lay on the office reception couch. In the darkened room, their breath came hot and fast. Oh, Melvin, Melvin, she said passionately. You've never made love to me like this before. Is it because of the holiday spirit? No, he panted. It's probably because I'm not Melvin. Oh, pipe smoking out of time in the uh, Wiggly's book club where I do a rope escape trick. That's what I'm going to do behind my back. Uh, I use like a, it uh, looks like about two and a half foot of rope. So I'm going to just uh, tie this here behind my back. And what I'm going to attempt to do, it's all tied. I'm going to attempt to escape from this uh, on this side. Now, uh, what I'm going to do here is a tape. I'll attempt to escape from this on this side as well. And 102030, presto, manifesto, and there it is, the rope escape. Woman to dentist. I don't know what's worse, having my... <clears throat> woman to dentist. I don't know what... Take two. Woman, woman to dentist. I don't know what's worse, having a baby or getting a tooth pulled. Dentist. Make up your mind, lady. I've got to know which way to tilt this chair. Obviously, he's planning on raping her and uh, putting his seed inside her. Now it's a picture of a, a, a giant tree. I mean, this is an oak. This is huge. This The girth on this tree is at least a four-foot radius. Now, there's two lumberjacks. Uh, one is wearing sort of a lumberjacky shirt and a lumberjacky hat. The other man looks like he's just, he came, he stepped right out of the office. He's a business, business casual Thursday, I guess, here. They both got axes in the hand. And uh, there's a fella under this giant tree, and he's flat like a pancake. His uh, feet and legs are just sticking out. His hands are sticking out there. Everything's flat. It's sticking out from under a tree. And uh, one of the gentlemen exclaims, and it looks like the fellow that's dressed more in the flannel, Well, I can't think of a better way to go. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> pardon me. It's a man's trousers with uh, his feet out to the side. And under beneath the trousers, you can see, it's uh, not hands at all. It's a, 
obviously a lady's feet in high heels. There you go with that. That makes a lot more sense. How am I doing on time? Under 10. Thank you, under 10. Oops. The young man was determined to win his girl that evening. I, I have loved you more than you will ever know, he said. So I was right, she exclaimed, slapping him across the face. You did take advantage of me last Saturday night when I was drunk. A lot of rape in here. A lot of rape. Jokes for the John. Man, swami outfit, bow tie like a Chippendales. Getting ready to flush the toilet with the toilet bed of nails on it. I'm looking for adventure, excitement, beautiful women, cried the young man to his father as he prepared to leave home. Don't try to stop me, I'm on my way. Who's trying to stop you, shouted his father. I'll go with you. Drink there. Okay. Did the rope escape. Very good. Now, here's a bunch of dancing women with uh, pasties. They're quite bosomy. And uh, I don't know what they got on their pants. Little, little uh, bikini things. And they're dancing around doing a high kick. They're doing the rockets on the stage. Three gentlemen... Um, three gentlemen looking probably up the uh, crotchal region. And uh, one's probably middle-aged. The other guy's middle-aged. He's got a tie on. And then there's an old man there sitting there with uh, his bifocals. And uh, he, he's in a tie, too. He's, he's in a sewer sucker. It's checkered. Now, uh, the old man is uh, talking to the uh, gentleman in the middle who's paying attention to him, not the dancing women. And uh, the old man says, nice teeth. The old man doesn't have any choppers. I didn't mention that. A young lady was permitted by her parents to take employment in a large city and live in her own apartment. One condition was that she would not allow gentlemen friends to her apartment as it would worry her mother. During a long-distance phone conversation, the daughter described her date to a uh, of the previous evening to her mother. You didn't permit that man in your apartment, did you? Queried the nervous mother. Oh, no, replied the daughter. We went to his apartment. Let his mother worry. At a mountaineer's cabin way up in the mountain, a very large family were seated around the dinner table, as, uh, and as is customary, there was no passing of food. When they wanted something, they just stood up and reached for it, and some of the reaches were pretty long. One of the older boys was sitting at the table and wanted a slice of bread, so he stood up and stretched far across the table for it. The father, sitting at the side, wrinkled his brow and said, Ma, how old is Zeke now? And Ma said, Nigh on to twenty, I reckon, Paul. And Paul was... Paul very seriously said, Mole, it appears to me we better start putting pants on Zeke. Did you see what he dragged through the soup? 
What am I doing on time? Okay, one more and then a, a picture. Henry and his overdeveloped wife were sitting. <laughs> Henry and his overdeveloped wife were sitting in the stands waiting for the football game to begin. Friend walked over and said, "Hello, Henry." Gave his wife's breast a little squeeze and walked away. A few minutes later, another guy walked over and said, "Hello, Henry." Fondled his wife's breast and walked on. Or, by the way, this strange sequence of uh, this strange sequence of events went on for some time. Finally, a man sitting next to Henry spoke up. "Listen, pal, it's none of my business, but isn't it a little odd? At least twelve guys came by, said hello to your wife, said hello, and then grabbed your wife by the breast. What's the story?" Henry looked at him and moaned. What can I do? If I leave her at home, she sleeps with everybody. Now we got a picture of a, a man. He, a man. He's uh, he's out of shindig too, I guess. He's uh, oh, they've had a lot of martinis, and he's getting ready. He's on the sofa with shoes and everything, shoes and socks and tie and his coat. He's getting ready to smooch on this uh, lady. She's got on a, a bustier and a, and a blouse with a, a fringe slip underneath it, and she's got on a high heels. Now, here comes this other woman who's dressed a little more modestly, and uh, she's carrying two more martinis on a tray, and she says here, the party's been pretty much of a flop. Except for you two. One more. Uh, one doctor we know was perplexed by the case at hand. He had given his patient all sorts of tests, but his results were still inconclusive. I'm not sure what it's. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what it is. He finally admitted. You either have a cold or you're pregnant. I must be pregnant. His patient decided, I don't know anybody who could have given me a cold. Here's a short one. By her boy, by her boy, friends, a girl. By her boy, friends, a girl was called Butter. Oh, great, it's a limerick. Great way to go out. By her boy, friends, a girl who was called Butter. Though on Olio, she had been fed. When she asked why the nickname they mutter, it's cause you're a much better spread. It's not really a limerick, but it's close. Jokes for the John, first uh, few pages there. First in a 57-part series of Jokes for the John. Up, oh, just been informed that there will be no more in the series of Jokes for the John. From Sloppy Joe's Bar, back to the studio. Thanks, me. We hope you've enjoyed the premiere episode of Wiggly's Book Club. To own your own copy of Jokes for the John, get in a time machine and go to a stag shop, I guess. The management would also like to apologize. We ran out of time, so this week's special surprise celebrity guest, Emily Maynard, has been bumped from the show. We hope to have her back on a future episode. 
for Wiggly and the entire crew of Wiggly's Book Club, I'm Wiggly. A Wiggly. Um, until next time, remember, rip. Reading is fundamental. Roll credits.